Ryan Walters is the new head football coach at Purdue. You know, they made it to the Big Ten championship game last year. Can they make it back? Maybe. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten. I'm Craig Scheman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We really, really appreciate it. Of course, we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Subscribe down below. Press the button. Help me out. I really appreciate it. It's all part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. On the show today, look, Purdue's an engineering school. They'll figure things out, right? Let's see if they can figure out on how they can get back to the Big Ten Championship. Uh, we'll have an, an analysis of their upcoming season and their schedule, the honest game-by-game -game breakdown that you've known to come to expect from us here at Lockdown Big Ten. Of course, we'll have our pigskin picks on a Friday. I'll explain that. I know we don't have any games. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcast. That way you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. We wouldn't want you to miss it. All right. The Purdue Boilermakers. First place in the West last year. Just, you know, when the dust settled at the end, they were the last man standing out of the West and they got into the Big Ten Championship. Uh, eight and six on the year. They did lose to LSU in the Citrus Bowl. And after losing uh, eight losing seasons in nine years before 2021, things started to get pretty good. Jeff Brome got a lot of credit for that. But unfortunately for Boilermaker fans, Jeff Brome took his success and left and went to Louisville, his alma mater. It happens. So they get Ryan Walters in. Not a lot of people know a lot about Ryan Walters, their head coach. He's a young guy, just 37 years old, and uh, he will be the head coach of the Boilermakers. He used to be a safety at Colorado. Looks like he could still play. And he came from Brett Bielema's staff at Illinois. And when he uh, gets things going at Purdue, they will run themselves a 3-4 defense. And he'll get some help on the offense. They got the offensive coordinator, Graham Harrell, out of West Virginia, who, while he was there, averaged 400 yards and almost 27 points a game. And I'm sure Purdue would absolutely love to do that offensively throughout the Big Ten. Well, how are they going to do it? They got a new quarterback, okay? They got uh, Texas transfer, Hudson Card. Hudson Card's played a little bit. He's got 1,500 yards and 11 touchdowns in two years as a backup. You say, well, he's a backup. All right. Look who he was backing up. Quinn Ewers, who very well may win the Heisman. And if he doesn't, he'll get benched uh, and replaced by uh, Arch Manning, who has just come up. So he wasn't ever going to see the field. Uh, Card decided, I'm, I'm never going to play. Let me go somewhere where I can go. Let me go to a school that has a history of uh, quarterbacks playing. And he ended up going to Purdue. So Hudson Card is the new man at Purdue. He's pretty good. We'll see what he can do with this team. And here's what he inherits. Here's what he's going to be throwing to. Wide receiver TJ Sheffield is the learning, uh, the leading returning receiver. 46 catches last year, 480 yards and four touchdowns. Mershon Rice returns. He only caught one touchdown last year, but it is some experience in the wide receiver room. Corey Gamage is one you want to watch. You say, who's he? Well, he comes from Marshall. 
he might move right into the number one quarterbacks or the number one wide receiver spot here on this football team. He's 6'4, he's 220, a lot of talent, had 178 catches, 2,200 yards, 13 touchdowns in four years out Marshall. So he, I think he's going to get the ball a lot in this offense. Tight end, bad news here. Payne Durham, he's now a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Lost some NFL talent at the tight end spot. They've got two young guys that are pretty big. They haven't played a lot, but they have played some. You got Garrett Miller, 6'5, missed a lot of action last year with an injury. And uh, Paul uh, Peferi, uh, also 6'5, hasn't played a lot, has played some, started the last two games last year. So a little bit of familiarity. But those two guys are going to be asked to step up at the tight end spot. Now, let's look at running back. If there was one criticism of Purdue's offense last year, they didn't run the ball as much as they should have or could have. I think they had a little bit of untapped potential there in the running game. Um, Devin McCoby had seven starts last year, led the team with 968 yards rushing. Had four games, though, where he rushed for over 100 yards. It was pretty impressive. That's the most ever by a Purdue freshman. He comes back, and he's ready to go. Uh, Dylan Downing will also join him. Now, the combo of McCoby and Dowling, they combine for 1,300 yards and 13 touchdowns. So that's a pretty powerful one-two punch, and that is pretty much a prerequisite in the Big Ten. You got to have a one-two punch. And they might even have a third guy. Tyrone Tracy Jr. is a six-year senior. Had 25 yards a game, all-purpose yards last year. So very serviceable, a guy that can fit in. Uh, if anybody gets dinged up or nicked up, he can step up and play. So they got, they got three running backs that can that can help out. Who are they running behind? Who's protecting the quarterback? Gus Hartwig is a great center. They are in good shape there. No doubt about it. He comes back. Marcus Embo is a guard. Very strong, very talented. So they're really good up the middle on the defensive line at, or uh, offensive line at Purdue. They get a couple of guys in from elsewhere. Bowling Green's Jalen Grant steps up on the line. Also, they get Preston Nichols from UNLV. We'll see. And you know, like I do, even if you get great, talented offensive lineman, it takes a while to gel as a unit up front. We'll see how quickly that comes together. That'll be a factor in how quickly this Purdue offense could get going this year. Now, let's take a look at the Boilermaker defense. Um this is the specialty, right? This, when you talk about their co- Ryan Walter, this is this is his specialty. Defense going to come in here. They're going to run the three-four defensive lineman Malik Langham. He's come. To, he's been all over the place. He's been at Vanderbilt. He's been at Florida. He's going to transfer in. He's going to see if he can find a home here at Purdue. Isaiah Nichols, another transfer coming in from Arkansas. As they try to rebuild this defensive line. Defensive end Jeffrey Imba, a three-hundred pounder from Auburn. Again, piecemealing this defensive line together. And then they got nose tackle Cole Brevard from my hometown of Carmel, Indiana. Went to Penn State first, didn't work out, transferred over to Purdue a year ago. So that's how the defensive line will look. Let's take a step back to the next level now and look at the linebackers for the Boilermakers. Keydron Jenkins. This is just, this guy's a human muscle. He's 6'1", 270. Just ripped, started every game last year. Uh, honorable mention, all Big Ten, had four sacks and eight tackles for loss. Really strong, really good football player. Uh, Corday uh, Sidnor, he's, this is the kid you really want to watch on this defense. Uh, Sidnor had four and a half sacks and six and a half uh, tackles for loss as redshirt freshman. And 
Now he's a year older. You're more experienced. You're going to let him loose a little bit. He's one I think you can watch. He could put up some big stats for you. And OC Brothers comes back. Uh, redshirt senior made 10 starts last year, so more experienced. Linebacker core, pretty good for the Purdue Boilermakers. Now, into the secondary. Uh, Salim Turner-Muhammad, a transfer from Stanford. Marquise Wilson, he comes from Penn State. Uh, Sanusi Kane is a strong safety. He comes back. He led the team with 77 tackles last year. Now, you know my theory about safeties that that make a lot of tackles that means the defensive line and the linebackers aren't getting it done and i get a little nervous when you have high tackle numbers with your safeties uh the other safety they have back there cam allen he may be the most special player on this defense uh, 173 tackles uh 10 interceptions 10 uh, 12 pass breakups in four years and last year had three interceptions including a pick six he's just a great vacuum cleaner back there in case anything else gets by he'll find his way to the ball and he'll make a play cam allen gonna be a superstar for this boilermaker defense this year so that's how i see the team shaping up with a new coach with a new quarterback a little bit of excitement there at ross aid stadium this is the point where i also take a quick peek into the future and i want to take a look at what's coming in the pipeline for purdue the 2024 recruiting class, some national rankings has them has them as a top 20, top 22 ranking class. Pretty good, pretty respectable. They got 20 hard commits already for 2024. Uh, Coy Beasley is a commit from LaSalle in Cincinnati. He's a safety. I just told you about the safeties, Allen and Kane. They got another one coming in, and Beasley from Cincinnati. He just committed on the 28th of June, just a little while ago. Uh, Keandre Henry, wide receiver, a speedster out of Lake Dallas, Texas. He just committed on the 26th of June. And Marcos Davila from Midland, Texas, one of their quarterback recruits. He's been signed up and committed since March and ready to go. So the future looks bright. I think, you know, even though there's a new coach in place, and a new quarterback, a lot of times when a new coach comes in, he's taken over a really bad football team. That's why they need a new coach. That's not the case here at Purdue. The team was good. The coach wanted to go to his alma mater. It opened up a job opening here, and um, the cupboard was not bare. So um, there's some talent here for Ryan Walter and the Purdue Boilermakers. So now that we've looked at them, we're going to take a look at their uh, schedule and see how things are shaping up as we continue on Locked On Big Ten. I want to tell you about eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. And it's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. Now, I got to admit to you, mechanically speaking, that's not my thing. I'm a little bit lost. But I know when you need something for your car, you need something for your car. You can't wait. You got to get it, and you got to get it right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit. You can be sure that every part you need fits right the first time around, and you just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check and know that every part will fit all your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, You'll be uh, back in the game in no time. Because isn't that frustrating? When, when, you're, when your car is out of the loop, you're out of the loop. You, you can't get to work. You can't run your errands. You don't want to mess with it. Just 
help get some help from eBay Motors. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, we're talking about the Purdue Boilermakers today here on Lockdown Big Ten. Let's take a look at their schedule for this upcoming year. Um, one bright spot, no Penn State, a team that they lost to last year on their season opener, 35-31. So they don't have to worry about the Nitty Lions this year. They open up against Fresno State on a noon game on September 2nd. I think it's a winnable game. Get off to a good start, good feeling, new coach, new quarterback, everything good. Want to know. Then they hit the road. The Boilermakers' first road game of the season, second weekend of the season, September 9th. They're at Virginia Tech. Uh, that's a noon game. One of the greatest atmospheres in all of college football. I mean, you, you know how they do the beginning with Metallica and Enter Sandman and everybody's shaking the stadium. It's an incredible, intimidating area. Uh, it's a, that's got to be on my bucket list. I got to go see a game live at Virginia Tech someday. So, unfortunately, I think that might be a tough day for the Boilermakers. Then uh, they come home. They take on Syracuse on the 16th. That's a game they lost 32-29 last year. But being at Purdue this year, I, I think Purdue can win this game against Syracuse. And then they've got a game against Wisconsin, a night game. Here's the problem. It's a home game. It's a night game. It's going to be electric. I hate to look at the past to predict the future. I don't think you should do that. But, man, Purdue hasn't beaten Wisconsin in like 16 straight games going back to 1997, and they lost last year by 11 points. So, look, I think I think this going to be an electric atmosphere that night. Might even be a pretty close game. But I don't know. Until you beat Wisconsin, let's just just this table. Look, it's not going to be a perfect season. We all have our ups and downs or wins and losses. Let's say they take the L there. Tough game at Virginia Tech earlier. Maybe they start out 2-2. Two and two. Just being conservative here, okay? Just being conservative. But then the next game they got at home is uh, against Illinois. And that's a team they beat last year, 31-24. I expect Illinois to be much better. I think that's going to be a dogfight. I I think these games back-to-back, Wisconsin and Illinois, are going to be brutal. It's going to be tough. They might split them. They might win one. But then after that, they hit the road on October 7th at Iowa one of the toughest places to play in the big 10. There's no doubt about it. So Purdue better split Wisconsin, Illinois, because it's going to be a tough night at Iowa or a tough day at Iowa. They lost to them 24, three last year. I, you know, at Iowa, it's going to be a tough place to play. And then after that, man, the middle of this schedule is horrible. Cause after I just told you, they got to split Wisconsin and Illinois and then a tough game at Iowa. Then the Boilermakers come home and take out Ohio state. Probably not going to win that game. Probably not going to win that game. I'm just saying. I mean, things happen. Then it's the bye week. All right. Purdue gets a break at that point. Then they come back and they take on Nebraska on two road games. At Nebraska, at Michigan. Purdue better win that Nebraska game. They won last year 43-37. It's a close game. I think it's going to be another game that close again. And being at Nebraska is not making it any easier. See, we're going here. These are tough. These are tough. After the Michigan game, then they've got a game at home against Minnesota on November 11th, and then at Northwestern on the 18th. Both very winnable games. 
Minnesota will be tough. That will be a respectable game. Should I, but I think they win it, and I think they also – I think everybody's going to beat Northwestern. Uh, they've had a very rough week, shall we say. And then, um, then the Boilermakers close it out at home against the Indiana Hoosiers for the old Oaken Bucket. If you take some of these games that have set aside that you need to split, some losses that could be close games, 50-50 games, I, I think seven and five is on the table for the Boilermakers this year. This is a pretty tough schedule, even without Penn State. This is pretty tough. I think seven and five is on the table this year. Worst case scenario, four and uh, five and seven, but I think seven and five is on the table this year. Going bowling and the Purdue Boilermakers having a pretty successful season. So, I mean, you got that 16 game losing streak to Wisconsin, some pretty tough stuff in there. No doubt about it. All right. A lot of people can agree with me or disagree with me on the schedule. I don't have a problem with that. You see on Twitter at talk big 10, go ahead and follow me. I also hit up on the comments that you guys leave me on YouTube. Always appreciate those. And I always get back to everybody. So uh, hit me up on those. Want to thank you for making lockdown big 10, your first listen every day. Every dayers, our next show, we'll take an early look at the Nebraska Cornhuskers as we continue to motor our way through the Big Ten. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, share, follow, like, Locked On Big Ten. Coming up, our next weekly feature is Pigskin Picks. Yes, I know, Craig, we don't have any games to pick, but we're going to tweak it a little bit. We're going to look at some odds provided by our friends at FanDuel. For uh, odds at winning a national championship, how the Big Ten teams play in there, and then also we're going to take a look at the Heisman Trophy odds, and we will focus directly on Big Ten players. So all of that is coming up right here on Locked On Big Ten. All right. Pigskin Picks is what we do to wind down the week. When the games are here, we'll have some fun picking games. But right now, we find other things to talk about here in the summertime. It's how it works. We are going to start out with uh, odds provided by FanDuel to win the national championship. So let's, uh, for those listening on just the audio podcast, we have uh, graphics uh, on screen. And uh, on the left side, I just put a little benchmark, the, the leader's Georgia is plus 220, the favorite to go ahead and win the national championship. So 100 bucks gets you 220. Alabama plus 600. All right. Now, the rest of it, I put in all the Big Ten schools. Ohio State is first on the list at plus 700. I know you Michigan fans may disagree with that, but there's Michigan in the second hole there, uh, plus 1,000. Look, we can debate all season long, Ohio State or Michigan. It'll all play out. It'll all work out. If you're looking for some value on betting, I, I like this Penn State at plus 2,000. If they can split Ohio State uh, and Michigan and maybe sneak into a Big Ten championship, you don't know how things work out. Maybe I, I think they are as loaded – and I think they can hang with Ohio State and Michigan this year. I've talked about this all summer long. This is a very this is not just a big two. This is this might be a big three in the Big Ten. Wisconsin is plus seven hundred. Iowa plus fifteen hundred. Minnesota plus twenty thousand. And Illinois at plus twenty five thousand. If you want to get crazy with the money, Maryland at plus twenty five thousand. Nebraska and Purdue at plus thirty thousand. As is Michigan State. Rutgers coming in at plus 50,000. 
with Indiana and Northwestern. Basically, not much of a chance, plus 100,000. All right, those are the uh, odds on our pigskin picks for the national championship. Let's switch the board here and take a look at the FanDuel odds to win the Heisman. I didn't put everybody on here because it's impossible, but um, the favorite is Caleb Williams, the quarterback out of Southern Cal. He's almost a Big Ten player. Will the USC's coming next year? He's plus five hundred. Hundred gets you five hundred if you pick him, and he wins right now. Some other guys that aren't on here, just to kind of add some flavor, if you will. Jaden Daniels plus a thousand out of LSU. Michael Penix Jr. and uh, and Quinn Ewers are plus 1,200, yours at Texas, and, of course, Michael Penix Jr. at Washington. You know, I might throw a little something on Michael Penix Jr. Led the uh, college football in passing last year, and he's poised to have another great year this year. Isn't it ironic as we sit here and we talk about a couple of guys that I think are favorites to win the Heisman in Caleb Williams at Southern Cal and Michael Penix at Washington, Pac-12 schools, as the Pac-12 is slowly – decaying away we all know that southern cal and ucla are coming to the big 10 next year who knows who uh will follow them but um yeah some very talented quarterback and they don't have a tv deal yet i mean the, the pac-12 is a mess right now but you may have two of the best quarterbacks in the country <laughs> this year out there all right so let's take a look at this uh list over on the right hand side J.J. McCarthy is the first one on the Big Ten that pops up. He and Kyle McCord both at plus 180, favorites to win the Heisman. And, um, you know, J.J.'s um, at Michigan, getting ready to take out take the Wolverines. And the interesting story um, with Kyle McCord out of Ohio State, now he gets his chance to replace C.J. Stroud, who left with the Houston Texans. Uh, later on, here we got Drew Aller. Here's another one. Again, added value at plus 2,500 to win the Heisman. Drew Aller is fascinating to me because James Franklin has gone from Christian Hackenberg to Tracy McSorley to Sean Clifford. The guy's never had to worry about who his quarterback is. That has been as that's been, that's the college version of the green Bay Packers. They haven't, you know, Packers have had two quarterbacks in 30 years. This is the college version, very steady at quarterback and drew Aller has waited his turn. He's ready to go. He was a tremendous athlete in high school. He is 6'5", 243 at quarterback. Um, he's the one to watch, I think, at plus 2,500. Then we uh, we got wide receiver, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. out of Ohio State. He's another one, and I think we'll have a spectacular year at plus 3,000. Talia Tungabaiola, the quarterback at Maryland, is uh, plus 12,000, as is Amika Igbuka, another wide receiver, out of Ohio state, but I think Marvin Harrison is going to take a lot of that attention. And then uh, David Jackson at Indiana plus 20,000, just for fun there. Of course, that's trace Jackson Davis's brother. Who's going to now be the quarterback of the football team coming over from Tennessee. So that's how we look at it. The pigskin picks. Thank you to FanDuel for the odds. And we can't wait until the games actually start being played. So we can pick actual games on our pigskin picks on our segment each and every week. So, that's a lot of fun. I always like to look at the numbers. Uh, thank you again for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen each and every day. Every day is out there. Our next show will take an early look at Matt Rule and the Nebraska Cornhuskers football program. Many ways to interact. Always ask you to go ahead and subscribe. 
You can follow me on Twitter at TalkBig10. Uh, also, I hit those comments at the bottom of YouTube for those of you that, that check us out on that. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app. And you get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it is available each and every day. Now I'm going to ask you to check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast for the latest on everything going on in the world of sports. Thanks again. I enjoyed our visit. I can't wait till our next one. I look forward to these each and every day. Have yourself a great day. We'll see you next time. I'm Craig Scheman for Locked On Big Ten.